This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Hi there, and welcome to my very first show on MileHighRadio.com. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about helping people use social media to promote themselves and their businesses. And you have no idea how excited I am to have my very first guest today, the world-famous author. She's laughing at that, but she is world-famous. You know, that's the cool thing about social media is we're no longer communicating with just the people around the block. We're talking with people around the world. So my guest today is Andrea Vall. She is a social media coach, a strategist, and a speaker who consults with small and medium-sized businesses all over the world. Hi everyone, it's Andrea Vall, and I want to give a big shout out to Deb Career and congratulate her on her 500th episode of the Business Power Hour. It's an amazing show with um, wonderful tips for any type of business, and I am super honored that I was the very first guest on her show. So thank you so much, Deb, for interviewing me, and thanks for all the things you've done for the business community. If you guys haven't had a chance to check out Deb Creer's Business Power Hour, check that out, listen to the episodes, they're going to help your business. All right, bye everyone. And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. I'm Deb Creer, and this is so much fun to have yet another celebration of my 500th episode. Part of all of this is in connecting people, you know, and, and giving people great resources. So to that end, I would like everyone to take, you know, a, a, just a, a little bit and introduce yourselves. So let's start with Jeanette. Tell us just a little bit about <laughs> yourself, darling. So you got that top corner, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so happy anniversary. Um, I am not surprised whatsoever, um, but congratulations. That is really an amazing milestone. Uh, my name is Jeanette Seibley. I'm a keynote speaker, uh, executive coach, and an author. And one of the books that uh, Deb and I have talked about several times, uh, it's called It's Time to Brag. And what that does is help people get over this fear of selling themselves right. because if you can't sell yourself you're not going to sell your products, service ideas or books 
point. So that's what Deb and I have talked about, I think, about four or five times. I think so. I think you're, yeah. you're one of the, the guests I've talked to because you've, you've had multiple versions of the book, too. Correct. we got the career edition, we got the business edition, and the new edition is coming out later this year. All right. Lady Jane, tell us a little bit about you. Let's see. 30 years. 30 years of sitting in my basement, uh, primarily working with a plumber. So who knew a career could be uh, established in that way? But a public relations communications consultant and have been doing that independently for all of those 30 years from my home. So uh, grateful that I've been able to do some award-winning work and especially grateful that I've been able to lead. I was national chair of the Public Relations Society of America a couple of years ago. And so an opportunity to really be at the forefront of, of my industry, and I know an industry that you dabbled in um, before you were doing 500 episodes, so congratulations on that milestone. Uh, and I think what I do best is teach people how to be strategic, mm-hmm. how to have a little bit of fun, hopefully a lot of bit of fun, uh, how to laugh in that process to spur their creativity, their innovation, and their problem solving. So, And in the end, that means that we get some business results, uh, positioning companies and all kinds of companies. I talked about a plumber, but I've worked with engineers and I've worked with state programs and nonprofits and um, very proud of the work that I do for CASA, which is Court Appointed Special Advocates. Uh, they are my pro bono client, and um, we work with kids in the court system, and I am an advocate. I've had 13 kids at this point, um, but I've had a very rich and lively and wonderful career and introduced to you all earlier the 53rd intern that started working for me. Um, and so that intern program is a big part of what I've done and what I think in being able to give back to the industry to invest in the future generation of communicators that are coming out. So great. always glad to be a part of this and you and all the great things that you do, Deb. Yay. So Kim, we're going to skip you because I want to come back and talk about your special. So Katya, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi there. I'm Katya Rosan. I'm spiritual mentor, speaker, and author. And I help spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, and creatives to overcome their energetic blocks to fulfill their purpose. Well, that is the calling in their heart. And I love supporting people on their path of purpose. That is something that is very meaningful for me. And having my own journey as well, I know that there might be some struggles and some moments of doubts, but it is possible, I believe, to really overcome those and live the life that you dream of. And that's what I do with my clients. I help them to succeed on purpose. Perfect. I love it. And where are you coming to to us from today? I am coming from Marbella, Spain. And if you wondered where this accent is from, it's all over the world. But originally, I'm from Finland. And I have traveled all around the world. But now I'm located in this beautiful spot in south of Spain. I love it. I love it. And thank you. I think you're probably out of all the people who have done this, you've you've come the farthest to visit with us <laughs> during these calls. So thank you so much. Very cool. Very cool. 
Michelle. So uh, hi, everyone. I am Michelle Hoagland. I'm the director of online strategy with Top Hat Creative Marketing, and we work primarily within the healthcare industry, uh, building Google business pages, SEO, business listings, and social media coaching. So we help patients find their perfect doctor and vice versa, help the doctors find their perfect patients to work with. I've been doing this a little over five years, and Absolutely love it. I've known, you know, Deb, I was trying to figure out how long you and I have known each other. Mm. It's probably been quite a while. Yeah. yeah, it's been about, I don't, I think going on seven years. So um, not as long as 30, but you know, we're getting there. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I'm a proud mother of two. I've got two kids in college. So my husband and I are empty nesters now and tra- doing some traveling and just enjoying life. I love it. And Michelle and I have another little touch point in the fact that, you know, that nasty big C word hit us both, but clearly we are strong. We are survivors. We are warriors um, and, and doing very well. So it's interesting how both of us have used social media as part of our journey through, through all of this. Right. Yes. I actually have taken my journey with breast cancer and created a um, Facebook group called The Boob Report and have since bought the domain name and will be launching uh, the website in the Denver metro area as a resource for women who have been diagnosed with breast cancer on uh, why physical therapy is so important, support groups that are available. It's going to be a one-stop shop for absolutely every question that a woman with breast cancer might have. And my goal after 2020 is to take it national and have it uh, in every major city in the United States. So Cool. Yeah, that's my goal. (laughs) And, you know, we're both going to be doing this like 20, 30 years from now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I see that Tess just joined us. Hello, Tess. How are you? Um, What we're doing is we're going around and just introducing ourselves very quickly. And it's actually to you. Sorry to put you right on the spot. (laughs) Hello, everybody. My name is Tess Casso. I'm from Chicago. And I am the author of the children's book series, I'm Very Ferris. Tell us a little bit more about Ferris. Ferris is my 16-month-old son and my inspiration. so cute. Yes, he was uh, conceived via in vitro fertilization. And I, therefore, went and made a career change and became the author of the first children's picture book series focusing on IVF through the eyes of a child. You know, and, and it was interesting when Tess came to me and said, hey, I'd like to be on your program because I went, not sure how this is business related. <laughs> you know? But, you know, what we talked about was obviously, you know, the, the book and things like that, but how Tess really did completely change careers and especially how she has used social media to promote um, all of, of her various activities. And so it's been great learning. Thank you. Yes, uh, and I was in um, television media before this, and um, you know, corporate America, and uh, took my entrepreneurial background and started this company. And um, the book launched in January. The company's been uh, going since July of uh, 2018. So um, you know, things happen for a reason, and I feel I'm in my calling, and it's going very well. And the second book is on the way and due out at the end of the year. So cool. Several people with books out at the end of the year. I can tell already we're going to have a busy January. <laughs> so then the other person, I'm going to introduce her, is my wonderful, wonderful, my fabulous producer, producer Kim. Kim. Oh, I'm oh, getting an I'm echo. Getting Anybody echo. else hearing an echo? Yeah. Okay. okay. 
Oh, well, I'm just going to work through it. (laughs) So Kim is my virtual assistant. And as I said, she is the producer of the, the program. I love working with virtual assistants. Um, and it's funny, I've interviewed people several times on the program about virtual assistants and you know how to, to how to work with them, how to set your expectations, all these various things. And to be honest, Kim is the first person that I have worked with that's that has that it has worked out. And a big part of that was setting expectations, having a job description, all sorts of things. But I know it's really just because Kim is an absolutely fabulous person. Um, so Kim, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about what you do, because she's not just a VA for me. Well, thank you, Deb. I'm so glad to be here with everyone. I, I sit behind the computer and reach out and take requests from all these wonderful guests and nag you guys with emails and share your posts and their spaces to the people. So this is, this is wonderful. As Deb mentioned, I am the producer for the radio show and I just looked it up. We started working together January, 2017. Wow. Actually, January it will be three years. And it's funny that you say, setting expectations and kind of having a system because when I came on board with you, I mean, you, it was, it was perfect situation. You had everything lined up. I don't know how I couldn't be successful. I, I, Deb had a system for everything, a process and a list. And I love that stuff. So I think it was a, a perfect match with our, our organizational skills and our kind of OCD maybe, or being a little type A yeah, about certain things. And we both have our little nitpicky, so it, it works well. Um, and I do virtual assistant work for other clients as well. Um, and it's really just helping business people and entrepreneurs who have a need to get stuff, really. It's it called stuff because it's the business stuff off of their plate. That prevents them from really moving ahead. You know, for for Deb, it, she could sit here and do all of the behind-the-scenes work with the guest and do the uploading, but, you know, she's doing what she's good at, and that's obviously 500 episodes later chatting away with the wonderful guest. So very glad to be here. But by having Kim and having her do such a great job, you know, that's that really is a big part of why we made 500. So not worthy. Not worthy. <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, most of you, I think, were guests fairly recently, as in the last couple years. Um, you know, I mentioned that we started this way back in in 2011. But you know, it's it, it's been fun. But you know, one of the things that I always want to know is is there something new that has happened? You know, in in your worlds that you want to share with people? You know, since the last time we chatted. What I would tell you is, Deb, is that I'm seeing a shift. I'm seeing a shift in the business. Um, culture world, uh, a shift. We, we, we saw the pendulum swing to the customers, everything, and, uh, and all that. I think our pendulum swings back and forth all the time. Um, but from a communications perspective, what I'm seeing it is, is it's shifting back to an internal perspective. Mm. We have happy employees and qualified employees and um, enriched, engaged employees, that then that makes, they serve our customers better. They are better in their outreach and their sales and any of the other tasks that they might be taking care of. So um, from a PR and communications perspective, we're seeing a very different mix of what we're doing 
for our employees, much more community oriented, which is, is a focus area for me and it always has been, but as media begins to diminish, um, and you know, we're challenged with that, but then there's the rise in community, mm -hmm. community journalism and blogger, blog influencers and, and all of those um, audiences that are coming to be citizen journalists that are coming into the fold. Um, and the creation of digital content being produced by companies themselves to put their own stories out in the way they want them to be told. Um, that's a shift. That's a shift in mindset. And I think part of that is because of millennials, quite honestly. They're a very driven group of people. Right. And they're used to having this in their hands. They're used to having that in their hands. Started, that's part of their weakness is that they're incredibly impatient. Um, but at the same time, I think they're very intuitive about um, what makes people tick, mm -hmm. um, the the social responsibility, the social impact of businesses and what that means, and not only internally but externally. And so um, I'm seeing a little bit of a shift there, at least from a communications PR perspective. Interesting. You know, and, and I definitely agree, you know, I, I don't have employees, you know, I, I have Kim, but, um, you know, I, I think when, when I've been talking with people, they, they do realize, and, you know, Jeanette, I think really, you know, can, can back this up too, that we have to get and keep good employees. You know, when, when we constantly had that churn, you nothing got done well. And so now it's about getting and keeping the right people and keeping them happy. And, and some of that is, you know, a lot of things like flexible work times, flexible, you know, uh, you, know you can work from home, different times, all of those various things. But I think more, as Jane said, they want to be involved in their communities. And I think that is partially because of millennials. I mean, that is something that is very important to them, that their employer gives back. In, in whatever way, um, you know, and, and we've certainly seen that. And I would, I would agree with that wholeheartedly, Deb. Um, one of the other shifts that I'm seeing um, is self-promotion. Mm -hmm. People are learning how to promote themselves inside the company mm -hmm. as well as outside the company. So, you know, when you're talking with sales marketing people, yeah, they should be out promoting themselves outside of the office. Mm -hmm. And some of them do a very bad job of it and as a result they get very discouraged mm -hmm. um, and then those inside are like that also don't feel like they're contributing anything because they're not trained mm -hmm. how to look at what they've done and how it's made a difference like what's the impact I've had on my job on the customer on my coworkers, on my boss on the company on the reputation uh, they aren't trained to do that um, Earlier this year, I was a, a breakout speaker for the Society of Women Engineers for their Denver conference here, and we um, did. I did a presentation called "Get Your Brag On," and it was sitting room only, meaning uh, there was a lot of people seated on the floor <laughs> because Ooh, nice. the room was set for like eighty people. <laughs> a lot more than that there, but the big surprise for me was the, uh, and most of these people that were there, most of them women, a uh, couple guys, um, was most of them work inside mm -hmm. uh, corporate America. They're not salespeople. They're not marketing people. But after going through the exercises, you could just see the energy in the room just go from here to up there. It was just so inspiring. 
And it was really cool because I'm going to do a little brag on myself here is that they then, and I didn't even know they were doing this. It was a complete shock, but they uh, awarded me the People's Choice Award for Best Speaker. Cool, cool. And there was a lot of people in that room and there's a lot of other speakers and things like that. Exactly. Thank you. Um, but what it did was drive home for me the importance of people learning how to share themselves in such a way that is not obnoxious. It's not the brag in the, the negative term, but it's like sharing yourself from a confidence, right. and building the confidence. It's helping their bosses better understand, mm -hmm. oh, that is what you've done. Right. Because mm -hmm. most bosses have no clue what mm -hmm. you do. Right. Yeah, I, you know, that also comes back. I wrote a note about your book, too. I, I need to get it for my interest. I, 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 here's what I have always found. We're trained by society, and we probably have done it ourselves yep. to our children. Don't brag. That's not a good yep. thing to do. That's just not nice. It's not polite. Especially our generation. You know, that was, oh, yeah. it was not oh, yeah. ladylike. No. Um, I don't even think it was manly-like. I, I, I think moms taught their kids that that was impolite and not a, a thing to do. The problem is, is then you grow up, and all of a sudden you have to write a resume. You have to go interview. You have to position yourself within an organization um, and have a seat at the table. And I'm not even talking about the CEO's table, the C-suite. Any table you're seated at, you should have command some sort of presence and value at that table, whether you're entry-level, mid-level, whatever that might be. So your leadership role can, can grow and transcend depending upon what table you're sitting at across a career journey. But when we don't understand the difference between accomplishments and bragging, exactly. that's a problem. Right. It's a real problem. And I think people see when I've achieved the People's Choice Award, that's bragging. No, I don't think that's bragging. That's fact. No, it's great. Fact. You were chosen. <laughs> so um, it, 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 there's, there's some awards sitting on a shelf over there. Those are legit awards for great work that was done. Did I get an award for every work that I've done? No. Um, did it merit work, an award? No. Um, but those projects did, and they were amazing. And, and then, therefore, they were rewarded. So I, learning how to transition out of bragging versus just sharing your accomplishments and the value that you bring to the table, I think, is tricky for people. Mm -hmm. It probably always will be because people right. are uncomfortable about talking about themselves. Right. And I would agree. I, there was a, a really uh, amazing quote by Muhammad Ali that said, it's not bragging if you've done it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love that quote because a lot of times, like Jane just said, it's like if you share something that you've been successful at, people are going to think poorly of you. Mm -hmm. It's just the opposite. People, you get their attention in a whole new way like, oh, wow, I right. hadn't considered that person for that work, so now I'm going to do that, right? So it's, right. it's just amazing. I love the difference it makes. Mm -hmm. I know. Well, you know, I think one of the big differences in the last, you know, like, from when I started in the job market to, to now, is exactly what Katya talks about. Um, and, and that's, you know, the, what's in here and then, you know, what's in here as opposed to I can write a website, I can do this, I can do that. It's, you know, it's, it's very different. So, you know, Katya, what have, what have you seen? Yes, and thank you for sharing those because I come from a culture where definitely you should not be proud of what you achieve. We are learning, <laughs> but it always like being humble. But I think it's there is a difference when we are just uplifting ourselves and uplifting our energy. 
and it comes from a place of heart, not putting others down, but it's just like I have done this so that you, I can show you you can do it too. It's possible. Somebody has gone before you and done it. It's possible. And sometimes we are even pioneers and we are doing things that nobody else has done before. But that's the moment when you need to have the vision and you need to believe that it's possible. And that's something I help with my clients with because sometimes you might be surrounded also with people who might be pulling you down like they want you to be normal and right. stay in your place and not to do something different because that so makes them, them look bad mm-hmm. yeah because then you are needing to face like did i go after my dreams did i do what i wanted to do or did i listen to others and that's like something like connecting with your purpose connecting with your why why do you want to do something because that will help you to move forward and do those things because you do them for you. Mm-hmm. Like if others love it, great. If they don't, I do it anyway because I do it so. for me. <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, of course, we have one of those dreaded millennials. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and it's so funny, um, you know, and 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 you know, talking of tests, of course. Um, but anytime people say bad things about millennials, I look at the millennials that I know. Now I know them through things like this, and so clearly, they are, um, you know, they're they're career minded. You know, it's it is very different. Um, but you know, I love millennials. I think they're great. Um, you know, and, and, but they are doing things that are just astounding. I mean, you know, when, you know, I mentioned, you know, and, and Tess mentioned too, that, you know, she wrote this book on, I don't even know, is it, is it back here? I might have it. Is it back here? <gasps> Look, here it is. Here's Ferris. Um, you know, my generation would have never talked about something that, that publicly, um, you know, and now it's commonplace to say, you know, we had to have a baby through in vitro and, and to kind of talk about, you know, some of the, the, the challenges that, that were faced. And so I love that, you know, that we have these new generations that are taking on these things just head on and not seeing anything at all wrong with it because, of course, there is nothing wrong with it. Right. Um, kind of going off of that as a, someone who is a millennial and then came forward with a product that is very – um, and new and, and partly controversial to the market and the book market and on top of that children. Um, you know, I think that uh, taking business background, taking just female empowerment um, and taking a personal experience that the world is now starting to become more and more open about um, was just a driving force for me to come forward and say, um, I'm like many other people, both young and old that have gone through this, maybe in the past had gone through this or didn't have these options available to them, but now are aware or maybe have family that are going through it. Maybe it's themselves. And um, yes, through the power of social media, through the power of, um, of marketing, I'm able to come with this product and say, um, I've got something I think that the world needs. And <laughs> So far, I'm on the right track. Like I said, I'm already on the second book in my series, and I'm seeing such positive response. And um, that all has to do with literally just kind of um, breaking glass ceilings, coming forward, and and saying, "Listen, I've got something that people need to read." 
and taking also the the backlash from that because like you said um people aren't always open to talking about tough topics and especially ones so personable but um the more that you come forward the more that others feel comfortable at least mm-hmm. to acknowledge it and feel that they're not by themselves which right. is why a lot of topics out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you know and, and that's so true because there are so many things that that people think Oh, we shouldn't talk about in polite society. I think that's what my mother would, would you know, the, the term that she would use. And I mean, just to see the shift in in various things. Um. Oh, oh, we had to lose. Um, we lost Katya. Um, she she in Spain. Let's see, it would be eight p.m. there, I think. So, um, but yeah. So that it was such fun, and we are so glad that that she was able to to join us. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we don't talk about things like that. And I think social media really has made a big difference in a lot of what, you know, used to be taboo is, is no longer, um, you know, and, and I mean, shoot, you can talk about anything anymore, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, but it's, but then it still kind of has this challenge, you know, because you want to come, you know, you, you do still have to come, you know, be professional so that you're taken seriously, you know, and, and all of those things. And, and, um, you know, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to Tess about her book and see it. Isn't he just so cute? And you have to, you have to connect with Tess so that you can see Ferris in real life. He wears bow ties. Um, and, uh, but you know, it's, it really is, a time for, especially women, I think we're really coming onto our own. You know, even those of us that are, you know, a little long in the tooth, um, you know, it's it's no longer the, the time, you know, when we have to kind of hide. We can brag. We can talk about we have breast cancer. Um, you know, uh, you know, as, as I was saying with Michelle and I, I mean, you know, it's it's something that is, is very different. And it's funny because Jane and I actually initially met, I believe, when I worked for the American Cancer Society and Jane was a committee member and and so we and we were talking about breast cancer and Jane was doing the media outreach. And you know, so this was 26, 27 years ago probably. And and we had to be very careful with what we said to the media. Um, you know, because you didn't talk about things like that. And and you know, I, I think we could say breast, but that was probably, you know, pretty you know, big. That was, that was. Yeah. Yeah. A little scandalous. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and and so you know now it's just like ah, whatever. Here's here's a funny story for you, Deb, along those lines and how it's changed. Um, I work with a um, urogynecology mm. um, practice here in town, and um, we were going to be doing some things around the stock show. Mm. And there's a local radio station that was going to be doing some top of the hour. We could we could buy and sponsor those segments um, during the stock show and it would reach women key audience that we wanted to reach. And um, so I said, awesome. We're going to talk about women who have pain during <laughs> intercourse, <laughs> pelvic floor disorders. And, and those cowboys went. <laughs> well, no, this was the hilarious part. So, and, and so in this, there's a treatment that's non-invasive that can allow women to really have relatively pain-free intercourse and change their lives. So it's all good. They're all excited. We're all excited. We got this nice little ad buy budget. They're all happy. Everybody's happy. Ad reps happy. And then she comes back and goes, uh, uh, we, we just can't talk about that on the radio. And I was like, you can talk about ED. <laughs> oh yeah. The blue pills with no problem. But the fact that a woman may be having pain during intercourse 
is an issue and that there's a treatment for that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have some issues and I'm pulling, we're just going to pull our money. We're not, she wanted me to buy in some other areas and do some other things. Uh-huh. I'm like, I, you know what? I think we can do a buy somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hilariously, uh, that radio station has now changed. Huh. Um, as a result of that conversation, I said, you need to go back to your management and you might want to have a chat. It's 2019. Mm-hmm. Right. It's okay to talk about feminine things. We've been doing it for centuries. Mm-hmm. And um, there are a lot of women who don't have a problem. Right. And I'm guessing that most men will tune it out anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're going to hear the very start. and they're gonna... <laughs> Well, not even that. I think they don't care. So there's so much noise in our world now of what we can and cannot listen to mm-hmm. uh, that we tune out what we don't. Mm-hmm. That do- doesn't resonate with our right. heart, as Katya was saying, or that doesn't resonate with what we're doing in our work or our lives or friends or whatever challenges we may be facing. So, but an interesting shift by that radio station to come back just literally six weeks later and go, yeah, we had a chat. Just so you know, you changed some things. (laughs) I'm like, awesome. We may be back next year. (laughs) I'm sure they're looking for an ad by Comstock show. So we do have a gentleman who has joined us. (laughs) That's the first time you call me a gentleman. I know, I know. Now, <laughs> you know, I want to I want to preface this with this person is responsible for the 500 episodes. He got me started in And you know and and so major major kudos to you Uh-oh. for giving me the opportunity to say um, what I want to say to have a platform um, and and to be able to do this. And so please everybody join me in welcoming Larry Andrews Awesome. Who are our you. program? Yay! Thank you. Almost got I me kicked out of the witness protection program. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what; it's my pleasure, and uh, uh, kudos to you. Thank you. You know, you you have been more than just a radio host. I mean, we have become, I think, very good friends. Mm-hmm. I have watched you grow in your programs, uh, the quality of your guests never ceases to amaze me. Um, It takes a lot of work to do what you do. But then to do it and fight the battles that you have fought along the way, uh, my my heart reaches out to you. My hat's off to you. Uh, I bow to you. You're you're an amazing, you're an amazing warrior. I, you know, and and it is about being a warrior. And more importantly, it's about, having the people around you that support you. Um, oh, amen. You know, and I was was still with Mile High when I was initially diagnosed and then went into the hospital and then you know, <laughs> really went into the hospital. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I did, and this was, you know, prior to the time that, that I was working with Kim. And so I was doing everything myself. Um, and, you know, and wham. All of a sudden, I mean, and and it was I literally dropped off the face of the earth. I'm not even sure if somebody even communicated with you that that there was a problem, and you just went merrily along. And we had the best of episodes that you ran yep. for about a month. And you know, somewhere in there, I think Tom was able to to communicate and say, okay, you know, this is is what's going on. And so I I really did lose a month of of programming, but you know, it was you know you. you I, we probably had one program where there was nothing, but then, you know, you just, you know, immediately, you know, stepped in and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Don't worry about it. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, after a month, I was able to, to jump back in. And, you know, we've had a couple couple misses here and there. But, you know, for We're not many. Yeah, yeah, it was it was there. So, but, but no, yeah. it just uh, having been a uh, have, or being a cancer survivor myself, you know, I, I really felt like I knew what you were going through. And uh, it's it's not a pretty, pretty journey at all, uh, no matter where it takes you. You know, mine was over in about a year. Yours continues. And I just, I don't know how you do it, but you, you not only do it, but you do it with grace. And, um, but you're right. It takes, it takes a, a team around you, uh, support. I, I would like to think that radio probably helped you mm-hmm. just because your team continued to grow each and every week. Right. And as you, as you brought new people on your show you increased your family your support group and um, you know I'm I'm very fortunate to have a, a small part of that oh, so you, it, you earned everything you've you've gotten without a doubt and it was definitely not a small part um, <laughs> it was it was very big and and um, you know and, and even just initially when I went to you and said hey I want to do this um, so I was a guest on someone else's program on mile high radio and I thought Hmm. This seems like fun <laughs> because again, I kind of like to talk, and you know, and and so I went to to Haas and I said, "Got a proposal for you. I would love to do a program where we talked about social media because originally the program was called the Socialite, and we talked about how to use social media for business." Yep. And so I went to you and, 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 you know, as I said, at the very start, you know, I, we, it was in studio, you know, went in and, and met with, with my guests there. And it's at that point was about a 45 minute drive each way for me. It was from, you know, center of Denver down to the, or from actually North Denver down to the tech center. So in really good traffic, it was 45 minutes. Sure. And, you know, and, and I said, I don't want to do it every week. You know, uh, can we do this every other week? And so he said, oh, okay, sure. No, you did. You let me do it that way for about. Two or three months. Really? And it was a lot nicer back then. Well, what we did was we had somebody else who did the, the other week. Okay. And then they dropped. And uh, you know, and, and so then you came back and from a programming perspective said this isn't gonna work. You know, yeah. we need to have consistency. Right. So you need to do this every week. Well, by then I was hooked and, and I liked it. <laughs> I said, Oh, okay. Um, you know, and and so I did, you know, from from then on it was every week and then oh it's been, I don't know, maybe two, three years, we started doing it every, uh, twice a week. Um, you know, and, yeah. and so it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it is a challenge because it's an hour long program and most yeah. podcasts are 20 to 30 minutes, but you know, I, I always have such cool guests that we couldn't get it in, in 30 minutes. In fact, most of my guests, we hit the top of the hour and I could still go for at least another hour. Um, oh, absolutely. And that was one of the neat things about coming into studio because back back in those days, we'd do an hour talk show, and then we would do an hour music, then mm-hmm. another talk show. And so we always had that hour buffer. And most of the time, the host and the guests stayed in studio, continued to talk. Yeah. And I would listen in on it, a lot of it, because that's what I do. And I thought, wow, this should have been part of the show. <laughs> and I always thought we needed to, to do the show after the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we never did that, but you know, in in the beginning, we weren't doing podcasts. I didn't even know what a podcast right. was. It was a live broadcast. We mm-hmm. did live radio, mm-hmm. 
and just happened to be on the internet. But it was, I mean, we were on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we just never shut down unless the radio god said, nah, we need this to, to burn up mm-hmm. or this to malfunction. Right. So, you know, we, we had our glitches there, but it, it always got me excited when I would watch ABC go down with technical difficulties, thinking, wow, it's not just it happens us. happens to them, too. It happens to everybody. But, you know, I learned so much from you because you were the first one that said, I want to record. Mm-hmm. We want to do a podcast. I'm going, geez, really? Mm-hmm. I want to do it live. But then I realized it opened up so many more doors to so many more people. Right. And now that's what everybody's doing. They're doing mm-hmm. podcasts. I mean, quite honestly, you know, maintaining a, a live studio is not cheap. No. And, um, you know, I wish that I had gotten with the program a little bit sooner, but the program was just being developed way back then. I mean, this was a long time ago, at least in computer uh, life. Uh, what we started back in, well, I first got into internet radio. I started my first station in 2009, mm. and uh, Facebook hadn't been around very long. In fact, I don't think I even knew what Facebook was. And uh, but we got started, and then I went off in a different direction with with Mile High Radio, and uh, but again wanted it to be real radio, mm-hmm. and had really no background other than like you, I was a show host mm-hmm. uh, on an AM station in Denver, and actually I was the co-host, and I like you, I got bit by the radio bug and said, "Wow, this is fun! It really I could do this forever," mm-hmm. and. Uh, but then we decided, hey, let's just do our own own station. You know, how cool would that be? And it was, I thought, well, you know, I'm, I can't be on the radio 24 hours a day myself. But I got to the point that I wasn't on the radio very much at all because I had guests like, and I guess I had shows mm-hmm. like you that I learned so much from. And, and I told all my friends, you know, I'm a master at Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> yeah, holy cow because i know a little bit about it, everything because i learned so much from the show host and and from your guests mm-hmm. your guests were phenomenal so yeah uh, kudos to you congratulations yeah. for uh, all the hard work and uh, thank you i'm proud of you mm-hmm. thank you thank you you know and, and and really it would not be possible if you weren't here so um you know well, thank thanks. you so much you know and, and and same with kim i mean you know like i said i probably would have hit burnout if I didn't have Kim saying, okay, we're going to do, and, you know, here we go. going to do this. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that's, what's great. Any final thoughts from anybody? Just congratulations. 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 Yeah. Congratulations. Last thoughts for, that I will give to you. Thank you. One. Um, I think Haas mentioned this already, but, Thank you for being an inspiration mm-hmm. to, to so many of us in so many different ways, whether that be um, through the challenges that we're facing, through the opportunity to meet and be exposed to people who are bringing us new ways to look at things and do things and approach life, to just having the presence of mind to connect people. That is, a, that is such an amazing gift that you are giving to the world. So thank you for doing that as a person. Thank you for doing that on your show, and thank you for doing that in all the many other ways that you're doing, even though you are requesting to see you. 
<laughs> I know. I know. You know, Jane. Love you, lady. CSU person. Well, thank right? you so much. Did anybody have anything else that they wanted to say? Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. You yeah. like ditto to everything Jane said. Um, but you really are an inspiration to so many. You really are in so many different ways and so many different walks of life. And um, I just really appreciate you. Thank you. Well, and, you know, my guests really are what's, what is the most important part of this program. Um, you know, I, I have never done one of the 499 other programs that I haven't learned something. You know, and, and I think that's what is, is so cool is even if it's a subject that we've talked about multiple times, each person brings their unique perspective. And so I have learned from every single guest. Um, there's only been, I think, maybe two that whole time that I thought, okay, we don't need to have them on again. <laughs> but, you know, all the rest, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, can, can, we, can we book you again next week? Um, you know, because everybody has such great knowledge to share. And that's what's so fun about this is I have the ability then, you know, as, as Jane said, to, to let them spread their message and, and their knowledge. For my first podcast I've ever been on and been invited to. So for me, no matter where my future goes, um, you and your show will always have a special place and appreciation for me and my business and what I do. So um, I personally have that gratitude. Thank you for for taking that risk on me and what I bring to the world and um, for letting me get my voice out there. Great, great. All right, folks. I do want to be very respectful of your time. Um, so, again, thank you so very much. Know how kind you are to my heart. And I can't wait till the next time we chat. I think we have to do this before 500. We need to do this more often. This has been fun. Absolutely. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Well, hello there, Deb, and congratulations from Terry Brock and Gina Carr. Congratulations on 500 successful podcasts. Gina, what do you think of that? I think it's amazing. Oh, my God. I wish I had started a podcast years ago like she did and had such success. I mean, just think of all the lives that she's impacted and people that she's helped with the information that she's uh, brought out to other people and the interviews that she's done. Yeah. I'm I, impressed. I think it's very good, and we're wishing you 500 more or 5,000 more because you've been doing well. Well, matter of fact, you interviewed us when we were talking about our book, Clout, which Clout, as you might know, is no longer in business. They went out, but you're still in business. You did it right. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, that's that's impressive because, uh, yeah, she interview, you, you were nice enough to interview us right after our book came out back in October of 2013. Yes. And uh, that was right about the time that Clout sold to another lithium. entity, lithium, lithium yeah, yep. so it became a totally different thing, but as Terry and I like to say, the principles of clout and social media influence still still apply. Yep, exactly. So, Deb, congratulations. We're really happy. Uh, Gina, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I just wanted to share a special memory of when I met you in person. Let's see if you could see that. Um, we met in person. I think I think you could see that, right? Okay, so we met in person for coffee there in uh, Atlanta, 
and uh, and uh, let's see, Monica McFerrin was with us, and then Dwayne Kilburn, and so that was the first time I had actually met you in person, and it's a very memorable day, because it was Snowmageddon, and uh, I don't remember, I don't think you got home that night, and I and certainly... what is Snowmageddon? Snowmageddon was when, <laughs> was when, um, in tw- I guess it was 2012 or so, that snow just uh, came down, an unexpected storm, and it took over Atlanta, and there were cars just abandoned all over the place, and it was really wild and crazy, and it took about, you know, four hours to go less than three miles. So I got stuck overnight, and a lot of people did. Okay. Anyway, so I'll always think of you and Snowmageddon. All right. Well, Deb, congratulations again, and we wish you the very best for another 500 or another 5,000. All the best to you. Bye now. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. So thank you so much for agreeing to be part of this. Um, you know, it really is going to be so much fun to celebrate our 500th episode. Wow. Um, you know, it, when I started this, it was every other week because I didn't, you know, I was like, do I really want to do it that much? Um, and it was a live program. I went to a studio to, down in Denver to Mile High Radio and had my guests come in. So that was a lot of fun. My very first guest was Andrea Vall, who at that point really was Grandma Mary persona. Um, but, um, you know, that was that was so much fun to be able to have her. She's not going to be able to participate in our anniversary, so she's going to do a little recording for us. But, you know, it really was a, a, so much fun. You know, I started off the program as Deb Creer, the socialite. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and, and we focused on social media and several of you were guests way back then. Um, and we did talk about social media, how to use it for business, all those various things, and then transitioned into, okay, we need to talk about more than just social media. So transition to the business power hour. We went from mile high radio to C-suite network and, you know, so it's been just a fun growing progress, um, you know, and, and, you know, went from one time every other week to now we do it two times a week and, and we have added the video component. Um, so it, it really is a, a lot of fun to be able to do this. So I just kind of wanted to get, you know, people's thoughts on, you know, it, let's, um, it, I, I want people to, to do a quick introduction of, of yourselves. A part of this was so that everybody could meet people, you know, because I have all these fun, fabulous contacts. But um, so go around quick and introduce yourselves, and then I want to, you know, get just some a little bit of comments about what you think about the show. So let's just start up in the corner with Angela. Uh, hi, everybody. So I am one of the coaches and trainers at Vingresso. Um, so and we do uh, LinkedIn sales training, digital transformation. Um, I loved being on the show, and it's so fun because I try to follow every week, and I've made some excellent connections cool. just by reaching out and commenting on the recent episode, um, which is what we're supposed to do as digital warriors. <laughs> um, I've had some really wonderful connections with people from the podcast. So thank you. Deb. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Brian. Hey guys, I'm Brian Basilico. I'm in Chicago, Illinois. The name of my business is B2B Interactive Marketing, and I'm known as the Bacon Guy. 
Um, and I wrote a book called It's Not About You, It's About Bacon, Relationship Marketing in the Social Media World. And after I did that, I started a podcast called, guess what, The Bacon Podcast. And not only have I been interviewed by Deb, but she's been a guest on mine as well. And I've had a handful of you guys. And uh, I primarily focus on content marketing and there it is thank, thank you thank you vanna jason <laughs> thank you vanna deb um but that's uh so i i basically do content marketing strategy for people great great deborah Hi, everyone. I'm Deborah Jason, and I have a business called The Right Direction, and it's spelled W-R-I-T-E because I'm a copywriter. I've had my business, oh, God, over 30 years, and I'm here in Boulder, Colorado, so I actually connected with Deb after she left Colorado. I know. We never met in the <laughs> many years that I lived there. Well, I was gone for 10 years in Hawaii, so by the time I came back, Deb was gone, but yep, I was fortunate to connect. We did a couple of sessions about LinkedIn uh, because I do LinkedIn workshops, but I'm also the author of Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget, so I was lucky enough to have Deb support me when my book came out, and so I've been a guest on Deb's shows a couple of times, and we've had the good fortune to actually meet in person because she's a CU Buffs fan, so she comes back every so often to watch football. Be back on Saturday. Oh, well, yeah, so, we'll have to connect. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Great. So, Rebecca, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am here in Hurricane Central right now oh, on the no. coast of South Carolina. So we're we're waiting, not patiently any longer, for Dorian to make his appearance. So that's why I had to position everything because all of our hurricane stuff that was outside is now behind me in my office. Oh, no. <laughs> So I had to like maneuver myself. So if I look a little funny, that's why. You know, well, that's better than ha that's me. better than having it float around your office. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some of the other videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, we are not in an evacuation zone. Although my phone goes off every five minutes with an alert telling me I need to leave. So I don't know if that's uh, something I should pay attention to or not. But we always we've stayed in the past. We're staying this time. So. We're going to power through it. But I am um, the founder of YOLO Insights and also the author of the YOLO Principle, the ultimate hiring guide for small business. So in case you couldn't tell from that what I do, I work with small businesses, helping them put together hiring strategies, finding the right people, working on helping them identify their organizational culture and how to apply that to their um, job descriptions, their advertising, everything to do with recruiting. And I also um, teach a lot of marketing principles to my clients as well because recruiting these days is not for the faint of heart. It's very difficult, and you really do have to be applying those same principles that you do for sales and marketing to your recruiting. And I think, what, Deb, I've been on your show about two, three times, something yeah, like that. Times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even remember how I first met you, but we I'm became. Sure. Yeah, and we've never met in person. Yeah, never met in person, yeah. but yeah, yeah, we're we're Facebook friends and everything know, now, and right? I follow track all over the world and your travels everywhere. I, I got to remember to pack him. Yeah, so <laughs> when you pack. I'm upset if he doesn't know. Come to Myrtle Beach. We definitely have to have a, a drink or something. This is true. This is true. 
Great, great. Well, Shannon, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I might be the only one in the group that's not something tied to marketing. I am a tax strategist. And so what I do is I help entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. mitigate their taxes. I also have a resolution firm, meaning that when you get yourself in trouble with the IRS, we're there to, uh, to go after the big bag dragon and rescue you. I also own a holster company for women. So we make holstered lingerie for women. Um, so I kind of have this eclectic little, little background, but uh, the main focus is uh, protecting entrepreneurs from, from the IRS. Cool, cool. You know, and, and you know, when you mentioned the holster thing, I've I've looked at Shannon's website and and they're very interesting products. Um, what what is a holster lingerie? Holster as in <laughs> I don't know, so I'm asking. Like, as in they call me they call me the gun toting tax strategist. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, if you're going up against the IRS, this is not a bad thing. <laughs> Well, it's definitely intriguing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So cool, cool. Well, Jeffrey, jump in. You bet. Well, thank you. Thank you all very much for having me today and being a part of this. It's kind of cool that, you know, who would imagine 10, 15 years ago you'd say, hey, I have friends from all over the country we've never met. And, uh, you know, it'd be something else, you know. Or, Or who would imagine 10 years ago that you'd actually let someone sit naked on your couch and you'd actually rent it out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or let's you know, things like that. There's lots of different change here. But um, holster lingerie. <laughs> well, you know, you got to shop somehow. You have to shop somehow. Uh, well, I thank you guys for being a part of it. Know a number of you here, and um, certainly with Deb and all the talent she's brought to C-Suite Radio and what we're doing. I I'm chairman of the C-Suite Network, which is now, you know, uh, 350,000 members strong, uh, a community of lots of different organizations under one big umbrella now have turned into a platform with C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio, C-Suite Book Club, C-Suite Academy, uh, all things that are C-Suite. And then, um, you know, uh, you know, just trying to do business with everybody and trying to help people do business and accelerate their business. And so um, that's what I'm here doing, and I'm having a blast doing it every single day. And today I happen to be – I was home um, – I have two homes. I live between New York and South Dakota, and I'm in what we call home home, South Dakota. And I'm in my office in, uh, in Sioux Falls, which is our back, mostly our back office team that's here in this building. And uh, so before I hit the road again for the next couple of months. Brian. Yep, I, yep, I got to do my spiel, and then I got to boogie right. boogie. And and for anybody who, you know, please don't feel like you need to stay the whole time. Come go do what you need to. So, Brian, tell us a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so Deb is like a sister from another mister. I mean, that's the, the thing about her and the way she does her podcast is very much in my philosophy, which is we're both sitting down at a Starbucks having a cup of coffee. And it's amazing that your show is an hour because I never even feel like it. It feels like we're talking for 10 minutes because you ask such good questions and you, you're so personable and it is just a great conversation. And the thing I love about listening to your show is I learn from so many people that you've been able to pull together as guest experts and it, it, you just provide so much value, so much knowledge, and you're just a wonderful host it it just fits you so well. So congratulations on 500. I know how hard that is. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a challenge to be that consistent because most podcasts never make it past 30. Right. So it's amazing that you've done that. So 
kudos. I'd say hats off to you, but I'm having a bad hair day. Um, so uh, you are just amazing. You're a great friend and a wonderful person. Love tracks. Love what you do. And uh, here's to the next 500. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and Brian is celebrating his 500 on the same day. I mm-hmm. mean, wasn't that just wow. bizarre? So, so yeah. So a lot of fun with that. Well, thanks, Deb. Great. great. So congrats. We'll see you soon. Thank you. See you soon. Good to see you, Brian. Good, Good to see you all. Have some bacon. I'm I planning on Buddy Guy's going to have some for sure tonight. I know. Go Buddy Guy. We love Buddy Guy. Not buddy Guy. Yeah. yeah so. Well, you know, Jeffrey, talk to us a little bit about podcasting and why this is something that has really caught on. Because, you know, I think everybody here, obviously, they've been guests. I think all of you would be great hosts, um, you know, and, and it really is something that, you know, I mean, the statistics are just staggering. Oh, it's huge. It's <laughs> not even close to its infancy. If you were thinking of it in terms of a newborn to, you know, a, a senior, a very senior senior, we're still in the adolescent age of podcasting. And so, uh, it's it's amazing. Today, I just give you an idea on C-Suite Radio, we started about a year and a half ago, and a year ago, we had 30 shows. Now now we have 150 hosts um, doing you know well over 6,000 episodes a, a year. So just to give you an idea. So, um, and, and as uh, Jeff had mentioned earlier, um, you know, in terms of, uh, not Jeff, but had mentioned, Brian had mentioned earlier that, you know, most most don't get past 30 episodes to, to yours to get to 500 is unbelievable it's really great and 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 by the way your yours is double almost triple the time of mm-hmm. a normal podcast most podcasts typically especially in the b2b market are between 22 and 27 minutes uh, basically for the time in which people work out right or, or driving to work mm-hmm. and they get time to get the coffee put it in the car or on the train and then they uh-huh. they plug it in and listen so they listen for 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then on the way home they listen to the rest of it that's typically what we see and we're able to now track where people listen you know we have one podcast where 28 percent of the downloads that come from that particular person's show is from apple i from an apple watch mm-hmm. Um, so that tells you a lot. They're doing it while they work out, you know, and so, so there's things you want to be in tune and you want to watch what you do and, and, and serve your audience. I think the biggest thing for most things about podcasts, the reason why it's, it's just taken off so well is that you can do it in your dead time. Mm-hmm. And so most people want to be more productive. They want to, they want to learn more. They want to do things. And so used to be, we would just sit there and, you know, and not do anything, you know, or play mindless music. And now we're choosing to take and, and nurture our souls and nurture our minds. And, um, you know, and I think that's an important piece that we're seeing that we don't normally get to see with a lot of other mediums like video because we own C-Suite TV, but I don't watch anybody popping out a phone and mostly because of bandwidth um, and watching, you know, a television show. And I have a television show as well. I used to have one on primetime on Bloomberg, but I also – uh, have a television show on C-Suite TV, but we just don't have the same kinds of numbers. It's uh, it's way higher for podcasts than it is for video. Right. You know, so, and, and the technology is changing so quickly. I mean, you know, the fact that we can do this on Zoom, all of these various things, that's what makes it so cool is, you know, we, we've got that capability. Yep. Well, I think it's going to grow. I was actually at a conference last week and someone spoke about podcasting and they stated that Google actually has a mandate now that when people search a question, 
if it's in the tag of a podcast, it's going to start coming up and popping up in the search field. Hmm. So that's amazing to me that now podcasts that have experts on them is going to actually be a search result Mm -hmm. potentially when they figure out the algorithm and, and, and bring those experts right to the top. Well, not only that, um, I will tell you that we're using a technology out of Israel <laughs> called Audio Burst, mm-hmm. in which Deb's uh, entire podcast or any uh, of our host podcast shows are searchable by audio. Mm-hmm. You, had to, you convert the tech, converted in uh, the audio into text, and then it was searchable. But now, with technology, you can actually search the, the, the heard word. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and in doing so, you'll start to see more clips in the search engines of, of Google, Bing, and the others. And then you'll be able to click on it and then listen to that segment of the word that you just searched for, which is phenomenal. Um, so that's going to open up a lot as well. So, yeah, you're so right in that this is just the beginning. You know, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, podcast today a network or shows if you have monetary if some very uh, if you've been able to monetize it which we do for deb and others like deb gets a, a check for advertising they it's trading at a hundred times revenue a mm-hmm. hundred times mm-hmm. revenue so it you know shows that we're selling that they're doing grossing a million are selling for a hundred million mm-hmm. yeah i'm very happy about it yeah yeah <laughs> Lynn just joined us, and, and Lynn is from Mile High Radio um, hey, and, and several other things. And, and one of the things that she does is helps podcasters get started, um, you know, and, and I think that's, that's very cool. So, Lynn, introduce yourself real quick. So great to see you, Deb. It's so great to see everybody. Um, my name is Lynn Burnett. I'm a VP at Mile High Radio. And, yes, like Deb said, I help people launch a podcast uh, very easily. I show them how to do it very simply because people are afraid. They're stressed out. They're not sure exactly. Uh, they get really freaked out about starting a podcast, thinking it has to be hard and complicated and costly and time consuming. And so I like to come in and show people how to uh, start out just basic, just to see if they like it. Mm-hmm. And see if yeah. it catches them like it catches me and Deb and all the other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, and when I first started, it was fun because, like I said, it was in studio. Um, and, you know, and, and my guests were face-to-face. And so that really was cool. I mean, I, I like that part. And, you know, clearly I like to talk, um, you know, and, and so I have a lot of fun with that. But it's, it, for me, you know, people are always saying, what do you get out of it? This is what I get. You know, I get to meet some of the coolest people and every single program I learn something. You know, it doesn't matter what the subject is. I learn something every single time. Um, you know, and, and today the, the program that I recorded was on chronic pain. Very interesting topic. Um, but the cool thing is what this gentleman is doing is he is crowdfunding his business and he needs to raise about $15 million. Um, but, you know, and, and I mean, that was just fascinating to me to be able to learn how, you know, what the heck he, he was doing. And, and it was, you know, yeah, I, it's, it's so fun for me to get to meet my guests because they really are super, super people with such great knowledge to share. Um, you know, and, and that's that to me. That's why I do this. This is so much fun. 
Yeah, the people you meet, it's mm-hmm. incredible. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met a woman through uh, when the Rodney King verdict came down and uh, just everything just erupted in the streets. And she found herself with, you know, a young African-American boy with pointing a gun at her. And she thought, wow, this is crazy. And so she started an organization that still goes strong. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. the people you meet and the and the things that they do and uh, it's story that connects us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's the best part for sure. And if you like to talk, well, <laughs> <laughs> you're set. I, I know, it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is, it's, it's so much fun to be able to, to meet people and, you know, and, and to have guests on multiple times, you know, um, like Rebecca was saying, I think you've been on three times. Deborah's been on several times. Jeffrey's been on a couple of times. You know, what that means is they've got such great information that I can't fit it even in that full hour. Um, you know, and, and so that's what's cool about it. And as Brian said earlier, it's amazing how fast the time goes. You know, I think every time I've been a guest, we're like, oh, my God, it's time to wrap up. And we're like, really? No, no. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's fun because, you know, I use our tech usually and, and I'm typing, you know, 10 minutes left, five minutes left. Right. And, you know, and, and there's only there have been a couple of times where I've, you know, just thought, Enough. We're just going to go over. I don't care. Um, but when you know when the program was still on mile high, they had a program on after me, and so I did oh have to watch the time. Yeah. And there was only one time where you know, and so I was typing. You know, ten minutes, just five minutes left. We need to wrap up. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the person was so enthused about what they were talking about paying absolutely no attention and <laughs> sentence. I mean, it was one of those words like, <laughs> that's funny. And I think though, I think that gives credence to your skill though, because I've been, I do a lot of guest spots on podcasting and I've been on some that have been like um, walking through fire barefoot and the, the host is not very conversational and you feel like you're just carrying the whole show. So I think it kudos to you because definitely you have a way of connecting with individuals and meeting them at their point of understanding and bringing out their expertise so that your listeners um, on all different levels are going to connect. And so I think that's just superb. Well, and I think I make it fun. I mean, you know, we were, you and I talked about taxes, but Mm -hmm. it was still very enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. As enjoyable as taxes can be. Yes. And yeah. I think, Deb, when I was on, as we talked, we kept getting ideas for new shows. And I think, you know, we had, I don't know, way more ideas than we could ever cover in an hour. But it was just really interesting, you know, the, the points that you would bring up would spark ideas for me. And then I was like, oh, I need to do that with my clients or I need to write a blog about that or something along those lines. So I think the the learning for me as a guest was just as much as being able to share what I knew with your audience. So and it's one of the things that I love about what I do in recruiting is I learn something new every day and I meet the most fascinating people that I would never have access to if I didn't do what I do. So I just really like sharing what I do and meeting new people and, and being a guest on your podcast has, has really facilitated a lot of that too. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and, it's, that's what I love is that it is that give and take. 
Um, you know, and, and um, because, yeah, it's, it, it, it is, you know, it's that conversation, you know, it's sitting and having, it's not a cup of coffee, it's just water. Um, I, you know, I thought about champagne. Or vodka. Why not vodka? I, I know, I know. We know, you have to, we know you have to say it's water, but we, we understand. No judgment zone. No, I, hey, listen, I drink scotch on my show. I don't care. I don't have to with that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Deb, it's, you're so right. It takes two to tango. I mean, there's that's an old saying about dancing, and then and and the podcast interview is a dance, and it's really a give and take. And so many so many hosts make really stupid uh, moves where they 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 talk too much and they don't listen enough and they don't ask the provocative questions. You know, you can have bad guests. I've had bad guests. I've had guests who you know after it was oh, I taped it. I said, how'd I do? I said it was so bad. I'm not using it. You know, you know, and I said that to him, you know, or you felt like you were asking him a question and he, the person I was interviewing was like shaking his head. Hey dude, this is a, but you know, you can have even, you know, really tough ones. I've had really tough conversations with some really people. I mean, I once interviewed and this will be great to tell you because you're all women um, here on this, on this. Particular I know it's Jeffrey and his girls. It's, it's all right. Hey, I'm cool. Um, <laughs> But, you know, once I had, I interviewed the person who wrote the, the book or uh, wrote a, the, the Goldman Sachs, overheard in Goldman Sachs elevator, t- the tweet. Mm. And then he did a book and he's in the finance industry. And he actually, we weren't, we were in New York together, but he was downtown. I was uptown because technology allows us to do that. And we were doing the interview. And in the middle of the interview, he said, well, you know, when finance uh, women are tethered goats, I said, excuse me. And he said, tethered goats. I mean, tethered goats like in Jurassic Park, like they're bait? Mm-hmm. Goes, yeah. I said, dude, you make me so mad right now. If you were here, I'd punch you in the freaking throat. And and I said that. And he goes, well, you shouldn't get upset by that. I go, upset by it? I'm upset. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, you you you. I can't say the language I use because I got I get red light of level. I know Jeffrey has one of the podcasts that says you know the bad words. Yeah, I say the bad words, and and that's one of them. I have two podcasts now, but that's one, and I get red dots. But I don't care because I said if you were here, I said you just disgust me. You freaking disgust me. I said, and on top of that, don't you have daughters? Because I knew his background. And he said, yeah. I said, I can't even believe that somebody said, well, you don't understand the industry. I said, I don't care about the industry. The industry says you're a human being and he's a human being. You should be standing up for what's right and what's wrong. And you obviously don't. So, you know, you can have those kinds of conversations, which I think are good. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, uh, I didn't like his p- position, but I, and um, but I did like to have the conversation because I got to at least espouse my own views, which I right. you know like to do from time to oh, time. Oh, yeah. And you aired the episode like that? You bet you I said did. that? You oh, bet. Good. You bet. Good. I, I tweeted about it. I posted about it. I, um, you know, I look for, I also, that's one of the good things you should do in a podcast for those listening on the podcast about your shows. And you should as guest as well. Like for instance, uh, you know, I had Gene Simmons on my show from uh, my show, all business. It, it's typically, you have to be a billion dollar brand, high profile, have at least a hundred thousand followers. Um, you know, so typically they're very high profile folks. <laughs> like today, I was inviting G- Lou Dobbs, Jim Cramer, and you know this is who we are interviewing for that. And um, I had Gene Simmons on the rocker. I got Gene Simmons fired on Celebrity Apprentice when I was a judge on Celebrity Apprentice. And <laughs> and in the sh- and but I, I was interviewing him, and I and he I got him to say that he said if you can't speak English in this country, you shouldn't do business. And I went whoa. So <laughs> I remember that on the Times thing, and I wrote it down. Yeah. And, 
<laughs> and then, of course, we started running ads, uh, see what, you know, in Pakistani mm-hmm. Business Association, Korean Business Association, you know, you know, every ethnic group we could find because that draws more people right. into the show. So you look for those little those clips, you know, that you say and and you as a guest should have one or two of those. Right. And those tweetable moments, those tweetable sections. And then you should promote the heck. Did you hear what I said on Deb's podcast? Blah, blah, blah. Well, and you know, it's not going to be controversial, but it, you know, good business tips are just as important. Huh. Well, yeah, here's the thing. When I, yeah. When I first was, I first started doing podcasting as a guest, I had, a, I had haters and I was shocked. That I had haters. Mm-hmm. And I had a, my, one of good, my, one of my friends um, said to me, he's an internet marketing guy. And he said, well, Here's the deal. If you you're not doing enough out in the marketplace, and as far as marketing, if you don't have haters, right. you're not and, a thought leader unless you have haters. Not, exactly, exactly. And he's like, you're controversial. You know, you're a gun-toting libertarian. You know, you're you have conservative viewpoints, and you know, you talk about things that get people riled up. The IRS gets people riled up. Guns get people riled up, and you're controversial, and you're going to have haters, and just love it, embrace it, and just you know and use it for your benefit. Well, and, you know, we all have to be authentic to ourselves. I mean, you know, that's just the the thing, whether it's, you know, on something like this or posting on social media or doing whatever, you know, when we get to want to go with the flow, well, that's just boring. I mean, you know, who wants to do that? And, and, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I purposely don't do stuff like that on my podcast for the most part, but, you know, it's, what I love is that people are so passionate about business and, you know, and, and, and things like that. And, and, you know, but yeah, we, we have to be true to ourselves. And um, it's funny, I've had to turn some guests down because of, of things like that. Um, You know, I had a a guest one time and, uh, and, you know, she was someone who had a PR firm award winning. I mean, this, this woman knew her stuff. But she could not say a sentence without the F word in it. Huh. And, you know, and, and it was like, you know, and so she and I kind of talked about it. And, you know, and I followed her on social media. So I knew that was, you know, that was, was her. But her target market for the company she worked with, that was perfect. You know, she worked with like Pearl Izumi bikes and, and you know, and, and the edgy type of brands. And, you know, so swearing like a sailor was, was perfectly fine. Now, you can't do that here in the South. Yeah. That, you, know, they can that. you can actually be arrested in some counties down here for saying bad words. Um, and so, but, but yeah, it was just, you That's know, just crazy. To, I know. You know and, and Deb, I've got to run. I okay. didn't know if you wanted a quick soundbite yeah, or yes, not. Soundbite, or, soundbite. Okay. Um, gosh, now that I offered okay, that, yeah. I, my <laughs> mind has gone blank. <laughs> okay. So I'll just say what I wrote in the chat. I didn't want to really interrupt, but I do need to run. I just said, want to just say congratulations on your 500 episodes. It was a blast being a guest on, on your show several times, and I wish you all the best. And here's to 500 more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please stay safe with the, the hurricane. Oh, yeah, we've got all our supplies. We have beer, we have wine, we have tequila, we have vodka, so we're good. There you go. I know, you know, when, wow. when, we, when we get the bread and milk warnings down here in Atlanta when it's slow, I'm like, bread and I don't milk. eat bread, I don't drink milk, so. I I'm like, that. wine and cheese, folks, do y'all not understand? You got to. Yeah, yeah pick, your, pick your carbs wisely. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, great. Congratulations, Thank Deb. You. All the best. Thank you so much. Thank okay, you. bye-bye, everyone.
Bye. Nice to meet you. Bye. Nice meeting Bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye. The cool thing about podcasts is we can find a podcast that fits no matter what we want to talk about. Right. Um, you know, there are so many. And, you know, and if, if you can't, then start your own. I mean, you know, yeah. that, that really is the cool thing is you can start your own and talk about whatever you want to talk about. You know, and, and it might not be that you can talk about it twice a week or, you know, do all of those things. But, you know, have fun with it. That's, I think that's the most important thing is you absolutely have to have fun with it. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Uh, you know, I see so many people that get so stressed out about trying to be so perfect. And I'm sure you see, everybody sees them in the groups and people are stressing over the simplest things and about guests and whether their logo is right and whether they're not sure how to tell a guest something. And they just stress about it. And I think you're getting away from, you know, the grassroots sort of the idea of what podcasting is about. And, and it is to have fun. And I think that people that have been in it for so long, you know, gee, grabbed me 10 years ago. I didn't start out to be a podcaster and I had no clue, but holy hell, it's been a lot of fun. And <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and again, you meet such cool people. Yeah. And you have to be true to yourself because you're right. You're going to find, uh, you're going to find the people that gravitate towards you. There's podcasts on yoga. There's podcasts on knitting. There's podcasts on everything. I don't think I've actually come across something that there isn't a podcast on. Right. And um, you know, I think that, it really, what it does, it, it, the podcasting community is such a supportive, strong community uh, that I, I've seen people that have been successful in, in dealing with depression and things like that through podcasting because mm-hmm. the community is so powerful and supportive and there for each other. You know, there's some bad apples in every deal, but, you know, but for the most part, podcasting is a very supportive community and very passionate about the platform. And um, there's some things that are coming along that kind of worry me a little bit uh, in terms of maybe opening the door for the uh, the FCC being able to stick their nose in there. But yeah, I mean, it's a fun, mm-hmm. it's a fun gig mm-hmm. and it's not for everybody. You know, people will, you know, pod fade, but mm-hmm. I think they get a little too stressed about it. But the thing I think about podcasting, if you're not hosting your own is when you're on one, then you sort of get connected. Like I think I introduced you to Brian Basilica. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I always, as a guest, say, is there anyone that you'd like to have as a guest that I can refer to you? Or do you know someone else who has a podcast that, you know, is looking for guests? So I'd like, I like that part of the community as well, because right now I don't want to be one who has to plan one, mm-hmm. two, I don't know, you know, two a week or even it's, it's overwhelming to me. But I think the community in general is supportive both ways, whether you're a guest or whether you're a host. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Some require more prep than others. I've done shows where I prepped an hour before and then I've gone on live. Mm-hmm. I think it really depends. But with, you know, I used to have a show that was similar to Deb's. Um, it was focused on kids and, and families. And so I had all kinds of different people on and had written books and things like that. And uh, I, there was preparation involved. I would read. I would. So, you know, and then I've had other ones that were a little bit more lighthearted. So I think it really depends on the type of show. Again, the beauty of podcasting mm-hmm. and, and doing something that's so real to you and being yourself, you're going to find your people. Mm-hmm. You're going to find your people. Yeah. 
Well, I think what I really loved about doing a podcast with Deb was, you know, everybody thinks they know about LinkedIn mm-hmm. and everybody has <laughs> an idea of, of what it is. And she asked really great questions that took us into some really interesting territory that was not your run of the mill at all. And I thought that was super interesting. Well, thank I mean, you. That's well, to add to that, you know, Deb, because I've been on Deb's show and we've talked about LinkedIn. So what I think is amazing because she did, was it in February? You did that whole week of LinkedIn? That, the whole month. Every program, in, and, and that was the one Angela was on. Yes. Um, every program in the, in the month of February. And I'll probably do that again. That was, that was very popular. And everyone, my point is everyone had something different to say. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I had, what, eight-ish guests? And, yeah. And, and you know, the, the eighth one was just as interesting as the first one. The first one. That takes skill. Well, you know, the, the cool thing is there's so much out there. Um, you know, in so many different ways. And, and Rebecca, you know, she's, she's gone now, but um, she was on one of the, the series that we did on job search. Because again, you know, there's so much content out there. And I think that's part of what I want to do is you know, bring in all of these different resources, uh, you know, and, and have them in one place so that you're not having to figure out, okay, LinkedIn, what the heck, um, you know, or, or I'm, I'm looking for a job. Now what am I supposed to do? And, you know, and, and that was what was what's fun about those series and, and just totally different programs. I mean, you know, that's, that's where I have so much fun. Like I said, I talked to the guy about chronic pain today um, and, you know, is it things that you wouldn't even think about being a business topic, um, you know, turns into a business topic because, you know, they're, they're in business. Um, you know, and, and so that's, that's what makes it interesting, but then hearing the personal stories and, and, you know, that I really try and get from everybody is what is your personal story? Why, why are you doing this? Why is it your passion? Um, you know, and, and, and the cool thing is nobody goes, "Eh." (laughs) you know, but it's, again, it's not about the business, although you've got the business power hour, which is obviously a big success. You got 500 episodes, but it's the personal connections you make too. I mean, I have a gentleman and I get these all the time, Deb, I'm sure you do too, where, you know, I talk business and, but it, it, you know, it spills over to personal life. But this one particular guy who um, suffered stroke and it was, is in a wheelchair and debilitated, totally debilitated. And uh, the podcast served as motivation for him. And not only, not only is he regained, not that we're, I'm the reason for that, but he's regained a lot of use and a lot of things, but he was down a lot and it, and it pumped him up enough and inspired him enough. Now he has his own podcast. Cool. You know, and and it just never thought that would ever happen, but how cool is that? Mm -hmm. Now, you know, he won't be on our business network, but how cool is it that he did that and was able to do that? And, and that's what you find from these things. So in some way, and it's amazing. I tell you the biggest things I find is that people come up and said, hey, you remember when you said this or, I, or, I like, or you wrote this? And I'm going like, what the hell? No, no, I don't remember. No. Any of that. <laughs> Where did so, that come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and people go back years and listen to, to programs, you know, back from, from way back. Uh, I was just looking at some stats today and, you know, I, I still have my, just because I've been lazy, I haven't transferred everything to, to one platform and so I'm still on two, but I have, I've been on Megaphone, the one through C-Suite now for what, 18 months or so. The, the other platform I used just in the last couple of days had 120 plays so oh, wow. I mean, those were programs that were several years old. 
That's cool. They're evergreen. That's what's right. really cool yeah. about podcasting is yeah. it's evergreen. You can go back and check it. And uh, and by the way, what's right on one show, like I can imagine, Deb, in the month that you did all the LinkedIn, you had people who were opposites. Mm-hmm. They said, no, you must do this. And right. then Angela said, no, you must do this. <laughs> and they were t- complete opposite. And that's okay, too, because what works for one person doesn't work it for doesn't the other person. Exactly. Right. So you find out your own little, you find your own groove and you, you kind of get into it and you make it work. Yeah. Shannon's probably about the only one that there's cut and dry lines. <laughs> The IRS doesn't let you fudge. <laughs> there is a little bit of room for interpretation, though. We get some of those private letter rulings that let us kind of, uh, kind of go at it from a different angle. So, interesting, interesting. Well, we've only got about ten minutes left, and and I am so appreciative of the fact that that you all have taken your time out of your very busy days to do this. So I am going to be a little self-serving and, and ask for quotes, um, you know, or, or, you know, just little sound bites and, you know, and, and then we'll wrap this up. Who wants to go, Want to go in any particular order? <laughs> oh, well, you know, if, if you've thought of something, go ahead and jump in. Well, I, I don't know if it's anything profound, but what I love about being on your show is how easy it is in terms of the flow. Like I said earlier, we get on the call, and before I know it, you're saying, you know, it's it's time to go. And I think we did have one session where it's supposed to be short, and we ended up going longer. So you really make it easy for people to – we've talked a lot in here about being authentic. And I think that that word is sometimes overused, but I think it's really true. You just are genuine and make it easy for your guests to just be themselves and share whatever comes up in a way that serves others. So I certainly appreciate that about how how enjoyable it is to work with you and how well you have served others for 500 episodes. So. 500, 500. <laughs> Thank Bless you. your heart. That's my profound thing. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just add, you know, we when we had our podcast, we talked about tax strategy and we talked about avoiding IRS issues. And those are really things that scare a lot of people. And I think that during the hour that we spoke, we actually were able to really drill down mm-hmm. and, and give people practical advice mm-hmm. that will save them not only on their taxes, but if they find themselves in a situation that they, they know that there's resources out there. So I just, you know, it was a very easy conversation to have. And sometimes those topics such as taxes and, and, and tax IRS issues are not always an easy thing to talk about. And during that hour, I think we were able just to kind of bring it to a place of people's understanding and, and keep it very conversational and very non-threatening. Mm-hmm. So that I think that after, in fact, I've listened to it and I've shared the podcast that people have actually made comments like, wow, you know, like this gives me hope or this, you know, I, I don't have to worry. After listening to that, that kind of like took the edge off. So I just thank you for actually being able to ask those in-depth questions to actually pull out of your experts the things that are going to help your listeners. And congratulations on 500 episodes. And um, here's to the next 500. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but I'll give you one. Then I get a log off because I'm uh, cooking for my granddaughters tonight. Ooh. And uh, they're, they're, they're four and Four and two. We're having West Virginia chili dogs. Oh, That's very oh. if you if you grew up in West Virginia, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you don't care. So there you go. But uh, we're having uh, chili dogs with slaw on them. So it's called West Virginia slaw ah. dog. Hey, so there's 365 days in the year. There's only one year, 
And there's 52 weeks, there's 12 months, and there's 24 hours in a day. But there's only one Business Power Hour hosted by Deb Cryer. And she's got over 500 episodes, and she's right on C-Suite Radio. And we're so happy to have her part of our network. Well, I appreciate it, and I love being part of C-Suite Network because it is such a valuable resource. Thank you, and best of luck. Thank you. Well, Deb, congratulations on 500 episodes. And what I really want to express is, as an introvert, it makes me very nervous to go on somebody else's podcast because you never know what to expect. And I'm going to say I was not nervous at all going on your podcast. I had a sense of ease and confidence going into it. I, I just knew it was going to be conversational and natural and it was going to be really easy. And it seriously was. I've done lots of podcasts. I do a couple of guest podcasts a month. Yours was the funnest one that I've done. Oh, um, yay. Thank you. It was just so fun. It was just so easy and so natural. And like everybody else has said, you know, I never know how you're going to fill a whole hour. And it goes by so quick. Thank well, you. It, I have such cool guests that, you know, that, that it is, you know, we really do fill the hour. And, you know, and, and that's what's fun about it is getting to know them for that hour. And I always want to go longer. You know, it's, it's never, ever long enough. Deb, I think it was three years ago I was on your show. I know. It's been a while. I think it was. I'm try, as, as I'm listening, I'm thinking back to my head of certain things I was doing at a certain time and when I started my network and, and all of that and at the station. And my life, my career has changed mm -hmm. a lot since I've been on your show. Who knows that that inquiring call that you made to us all that time ago and, and where it would lead me today. But I do remember uh, having a fabulous conversation with you and being a guest on your show. Very easy to speak so passionately about business and what it means and how it is really such a part of our lives and the podcasting. It's just mm -hmm. in us. And if we don't do it, there's something missing. So I loved, I remember, I loved that conversation with you. Uh, and it, yeah, it does go quickly. I know from sitting on both sides of the mic, mm -hmm. how fast the time goes when you are talking about something that is so near and dear and you do it, you make it look effortless. I wish I, I should send all my hosts to like look at Deb the way she hosts. <laughs> um, you, you know, you've, you've refined and honed it so well. And um, congratulations. And I know you're going to keep going. And I look forward to seeing what other things that you do. And uh, just congratulations. You, well, you rock. You rock. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, it's this really has been so much fun. And, and I think I need to do this more than every 500 episodes, um, <laughs> predominantly because it's, it's a great way for everybody else to connect. You know, that was part of what I wanted to, to do was, you know, make connections with people um, because that's that's what, you know, what we're all here to do is we're all here to help and to build relationships. Um, you know, and, and, and I just really appreciate the fact that you all are part of my life. Again, thank you so much for being part of this retrospect. So everyone, Definitely. a great rest of your day. And thank you, thank you, thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.